Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Brandon McKee on the line. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing well, Michael. Thanks for having me on. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And we, we started talking a little bit in the pre-show about marketing and things like that, but let's let's save it for the actual show. Why don't we? <laughs> I've done that so many times. I've had great conversations with people in the pre-show. And then I'm like, wait, did we talk about that? Was that in the pre-show or in this? And we're like scratching our head and all that stuff. So why don't you share a little bit about you and, and this awesome work you're doing? Sure, absolutely. So I run a WinBig Media, Michael. I'm the CEO, and we are a data forward marketing agency. And a lot of people ask me what that means. And essentially, we have a partnership with one of the largest data collection agencies in the country. And what we do there um, is we're able to build out these really robust reports to help understand our clients' uh, marketing segments. So who, what, where, um, how they're perceiving um, their transactions, uh, traits, behavior. So we really cover a lot of data before we even dive into someone's marketing needs. Um, and it really helps us be more impactful and ultimately get a better ROI for our clients. So that's a little bit about what we do. Yeah. And if you go to their website, people, you'll you'll see who some of their clients are. Their their names you should know. And uh, <laughs> the fact that you're able to, you know, grab that information, you know, can help your clients to say, okay. This is a segment that we're doing really well in. Then you double down on that and you say, okay, this is going well. And that that's so it's so important to have that information. You know, going back yes. years and years ago in the early days of advertising, it's like you put the ad out there, you have no idea who's looking at it at any given time. Where now you know so much about who's looking at it that you can you know tailor your message like okay we're seeing a big spike in this demographic with this and this and this okay maybe we need to tweak our offering a bit and say okay let's adjust this and then next thing you know that audience that's been you know consuming your content is going to go that's what i need i've been waiting for that next thing you know you you generated a new new line of business or expanded on your existing line of business so what got you interested in this kind of work so I was actually from the fitness industry um, and I was a fitness industry uh, partner and had a couple different health clubs. And ultimately I was really frustrated with my marketing. <laughs> Didn't understand why my, I used to call it the spray and pray method um, was not working. We were spending a ton of dollars every month on marketing and not seeing a huge ROI at all. So ultimately, um, you know, I met our chairman and founder, Philip, and, you know, we, uh, hit it off, obviously. Um, and I just got really passionate about helping small business owners up to large, you know, Fortune 200 companies um, with their marketing spends and making sure that they're getting more bang for their buck. And, you know, I think too often in the agency space and every marketing professional out there has probably witnessed this is that let me let me throw this against the wall and see if it sticks. And so ultimately for us, um, you know, we're trying to make that method go away completely and do everything based on data and facts. Um, and give that confidence back to business owners that the budgets they're, they're setting aside uh, will actually make an impact. 
Yeah, I'm sure uh, some of my information's in the the data you provide, especially for like, people like Uncle G or uh, Mr. Hyatt or other people, not to name drop or anything like that, but they've, they've got my money in the past, you know, for in a variety of different ways and things like right, that. Right. You know, it's like I have, you know, a folder that says 10X. So, you know, there's stuff in there. So, um, Grant, you can send me some, you know, residual. No, it's all right. I don't need that. I don't, I'll take it. Believe me, I'll take it. But, you know, but so it, it, it you know, so you know, walk us through without giving away the kernel secret recipe. You know, when you grew this, because obviously it was something that was a startup, yeah. and then grew it, and all of a sudden you start, you know, reaching out to, you know, I don't want to call them the who's who, but they are the who's who, uh, yeah. especially in the names. You know, some of these big names. You know, what was that process like? You know, it, you know, when you started, you know, landing these, you know, ex- extremely established organizations that are big houses that you would think sometimes, you know, they would just do it internally, but you know, they reached out to you for for guidance and things like that. What was that process like? Yeah, well, it it may help to share that you know our original background is actually in political marketing. And what we do, and this is exactly how political marketing works, is that you have to pay attention to the data to understand how to get voters to act in your favor, obviously. And so we took that concept and what we call is the five-step undefeated marketing system, the first step being the data side of things. Um, And we said, you know, we think that's going to work for the corporate world. Um, We did a lot of test cases. We started, you know, as just two of us and then grew from there. Um, and as I mentioned, Philip, our founder and CEO formerly, um, is ultimately just really passionate about, you know, helping business owners, again, get through all that murky waters of the marketing world. There's so many agencies out there that come in, say, hey, I'll take 100% of your marketing budget. Let's throw it at Facebook. Let's see what works. Let's see if it's going to be positive. And you don't even know if your audience is on Facebook. So we took those same concepts and then articulated them to the corporate world got our brand out there, started talking about it, started getting on, you know, as many platforms as we could um, and really proved our concept and have some really good client results to back it up. Um, Particularly in the pandemic, um, when that first hit, a lot of people, and we were chatting about this earlier, start to reel back, right? People get scared. They cut their marketing budgets and we were telling everyone to double down. Hey, don't cut your marketing budget. Just get smarter about it. Get targeted. Um, and when we did that, we saw the results, and you know we were able to replicate those for you know time and time again for all of our clients. Yeah, and again, knowing those customers and clients that you have, you know, being familiar with what they do, just because I see you know what's going on with them, or I've bought things from them. Yeah, yeah I, I can tell. You know that during the pandemic, they didn't slow down. They didn't disappear. They were front and center and above and beyond and, and doing all kinds of different things. And I think that's that speaks volumes to um, you know yeah. what you're doing. And, and you alluded to it. It's like because and we talked about this in in the pre-show. I do remember this. You know that you know again it's counterintuitive for a lot of people. It's like okay, the economy is starting to slip. I should you know I need to you know my revenue is dropping. Uh, advertising and marketing seems to be the first thing to go, but it's like, how are people going to know about you if you don't let them know about you? If you say, okay, it's like basically saying, okay, we're going to take all of our branding and all of our ads and all that stuff. And we're going to hide them. Kind of like what, (laughs) kind of like what we'll use an analogy, kind of like the iOS update did to Facebook, you know, it's like, you know, that, you know, boy, did that cause a little bit of uh, strain for some people. But, (laughs) but again, you, that's a situation where you go in your organization because you've got the data. It's like, okay, 
well, this is how we're going to work with this. You know, who, you know, who are yeah. your customers? Who's, where are they at? Where are they spending? What are they doing? Okay. Where do they spend their time? Okay. Well, obviously on your iPhone, not likely going to be seeing your ads or it's going to be a little bit different. Let's, let's go this path. And, you know, those organizations that were proactive about that, you know, didn't see a drop and maybe quite frankly, probably saw increases because they shifted a little bit of the direction of the ad spend in, in different places. A hundred percent. And, you know, we look at this, we always use the word opportunity with all of our clients and any prospective clients we're chatting with. This is an opportunity. This isn't a time to um, shell up. You know, I, I have an interesting statistic and we track, of course, you know, 230 million American consumers on any given day. And so 70% of Americans say currently right now that they're in the same or better than they were financially six months ago. So whereas the media and, you know, some of these other, you know, platforms are saying, hey, it's, it's bad out there. Stop spending your money. People won't buy from you. It's actually the perfect time to get targeted, get smart, get your name out there. Um, and, you know, if you're a company out there going dark completely, it's it's just like you said, your brand is dropping off, especially if you're in an essential business, you know, where you're selling something that someone's going to need. Maybe it's not today, but it's three months from now and you go dark, um, your competition is going to come in and take your market share. Um, and we see it happen time and time again. And the economy is always ebbing and flowing. So you can't just go dark. Can't do it. Yeah, because you're like you said, your competition is going to take advantage of it, and they're just going to right. get further along. And then when you decide, okay, it's time to spend money on on marketing and branding again, they're going to be further away from you, and then you're catching up, and you may not get that market share back. And right. you know, the, there's you just have to do it smart and you know, utilizing the information that's available, and and spending in areas where it makes the most sense, and you know figuring out. Okay, where are our customers? What are their needs? Do we have something to solve that? Let's let's find them. Let's make sure we find each other and you know, wash, rinse, repeat. But again, a lot of startups and entrepreneurs, they do the old method of just, okay, we're just gonna throw a bunch of money at this thing and see what happens. And it works. And see it works. (laughs) And on the flip side of it too, and a lot of people don't understand this, it's like you, you you do the spend. You you've got the data. You've got everything. It's like okay, let's let's do this campaign. It's like you turn it on and they're checking it five minutes after it's on. Yeah. Uh, unless you've got something that is so unicorn, rainbows, magical that has never existed in the human history. And all it's going to take time. It's got to get traction because there's, guess what? A bazillion other businesses that are doing the same thing amongst different things. All you got to do is scroll up Instagram, you know, in between three or four posts, there's going to be an ad of something that you are interested in because you downloaded something or you liked something. So, you know, the algorithms are going to say, yeah, you like this type of content Um, or never fails you you ask the listening speakers and you ask for something sure enough you go on facebook or something else there's an ad for something like it or similar and you're going how did that happen and right. as time goes on and things get more intelligent it, it it just makes it easier so in that that intelligence and all of that stuff that they know about you guess what that's being captured so yeah. now in more and more places, your interests, the things you like, the products you buy, the services you're looking for, 
they're going to be made available to you, which a lot of people say, well, it's kind of you know intrusive. But my point of view on it is if I'm looking at a magazine, you know, we'll go old mm-hmm. school here. Looking at a magazine, wouldn't it be cool if the ads were all things that I might like or want to buy instead of I'd never buy that or I don't want that? Yeah. That's what that's what ads are. They're they're branding and marketing things based on your interest. And with AI and all the other things that are going on right now, it's going to get even more and more specialized to literally know what you, it, it, it may even sound a little creepy, but it's like they're going to know what you want before you know what you want. Yeah. And 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 there's a lot to that because of of your buying patterns, and they're going to go, okay, people that bought all of these things. Eventually, they buy this by you know fifty or sixty percent. Okay, let's start putting in those ads. All of a sudden, right. you're like, "Oh, wow, that's actually a great idea. I should get that." And it, exactly, it, it, it's it's and it's a great way to surf because these are things that obviously you need. Yeah, the algorithms. I always say this to our clients and anyone engaging with us is that the algorithms have to learn. Um, it might surprise people to learn that the average campaign reaches maximum uh, maturity, I guess we'll say, uh, about four weeks in. So if you're you know, the type of person that's looking every hour and you pull that campaign on you know, day two when you aren't getting the CPAs that you wanted um, right away, you're actually hurting your own brand. Um, ultimately, most uh, advertisements work on a drip campaign process, right? So um, I always love this statistic that a lot of people bring up to me uh, when we engage with them. I know I know someone needs to see something seven times in order to convert Brandon. Um, and I always laugh and say that that's the study from the 1960s. It's more like 500 times now. And so these algorithms will help you, but you have to let them. So. It's it's the equivalent of like you're baking something in the oven and it's going to take 35 minutes to to cook. It's like you're lo- you're op- you're opening it up every minute. Is it done yet? Is it done yet? No, <laughs> no, the timer's not done. It it's it's, it's just going to mess up your cake. <laughs> it's going to mess up your cake. It's like and it, it, it's not going to rise or you know or it you know the chicken's still going to be raw or whatever yep. the case may be. It's like you you got to step back and then proceed on doing the other parts of your business as a leader and then you know working with a team like yours you're going to keep tabs on it. you're going to you're going to see what's going on in the response oh, yeah. you're like, okay we're not getting any response from the northeast for some reason okay let's maybe target it a little bit better because for some reason southwest is booming for you okay let's yeah. Let, let's let's kind of expand that a little bit more and see you know what kind of information we're getting again based on all the stats that you have access to you'll know it's like statistically speaking yeah you expand a little bit more here you'll likely get you know those clicks and you know the average cost right. per click will drop a bit and you'll you'll start landing some more uh, responses and getting those leads or purchases or whatever you happen to be marketing. And again, it's, it's an ebb and flow. And, you know, it, as you know, it, you'll, you'll launch something and like, wow, that campaign crushed it. Okay. We're going to launch something else and you follow it and it, it doesn't have anywhere near the, you know, the grab as the other one. And you're like, well, why not? It's like, well, 
timing, circumstances, you name it. It could be a bunch of things. But again, knowing that information, you'll know that more ahead of time than not. You're like, okay, we we think that it's going to do this based on what we've seen in other campaigns. Doesn't that's not a guarantee. So I don't want anybody right. calling you and going, Brandon, I should get 70% <laughs> call, you know, I should get that. No, it we're we're dealing with humans, okay? Yeah. Uh, when things that, change. Uh, yeah, things people, change. I mean, we see yeah. it in the data, you know, we're constantly monitoring our data sources and looking at it, you know, on a weekly and monthly basis. And we see changes, um, even upwards, we'll do a report for a client. And three months later, we'll do that same report, and things change. Um, and that's why we monitor that. And we make adjustments based on that. And so but people would be surprised. I mean, I have a great example, we were working with a client and their consumer base, um, loved dogs and so we actually took that data point and put dogs in their advertising and it went through the roof i mean best ad campaigns they've run in years um, and then we did that same report a year later when it was time to refresh that data and kind of look a little deeper um, and the dog correlation was gone so things change um, and you have to change with them yeah that's the thing so for I don't want to say an ideal customer, but let's rephrase it yeah. this way. What would make your job easier as an agency for the client to come to you? What could they bring to you as far as here's the information that you need in order for you to be able to get started to work with them and all that? Because, you know, my, and I said this in the pre-show notes, my original career was in public accounting. So it's taxis, yeah. it's taxis at the time that we're recording this. Now that doesn't impact me other than me filing taxes and all of that kind of stuff. But April 16th, I still feel this sense of relief, even though I haven't been in that industry in <laughs> decades, I still feel, why do my shoulders feel so much looser today? It's weird. But I remember people coming into our firm and some were really prepared. They had all the information you know, tabulated real easy. And then there was always those people that brought in the grocery bag or a shoebox full of receipts and say, here you go. And you're like, oh, great. You know, so it's yeah. uh, what, what makes it easier for your firm to work with clients? Just so, you know, the clients or future clients that are listening to this episode, you know, they can be better prepared. To, to yeah, it's, it's a great question. Um, you know, I think two things primarily is that, you know, there's as much first party data as someone can bring to us. And that means maybe an email list or a customer list. Um, one thing we always do is put a pixel on someone's website to help understand the differences between their website customers and maybe their email list customers. We also have access to a lot of third party data, which is the data I spoke about earlier, those 230 million Americans. So as much as they can bring to the table in terms of um, historics, that's really good for us to understand because then we can create multiple different segments of their customer and create great campaigns um, with that data. Now, the, the second is a little less uh, factual based. It's, it's a commitment is what I always tell prospective clients. So if you come to me and you know, I, I try to put this out there very bluntly to everyone that we work with, we don't have a get rich quick pill. That's not what we do. Um, we have a very scientific and data um, approach in terms of marketing, but we don't have the, the get rich quick pill. So someone that comes to us and they want to grow their company and they say, Hey, I'm spending 2% of total revenue every year on marketing. That's probably not a good fit. You know, someone needs to have a, a, a real commitment if they want to grow their operation to spending, you know, historic, and this varies by industry. So, you know, don't want anyone to call me again and yell at me, but if 10 to 15 to 20% even in some instances, um, like on the e-com side of your total revenue, you should be reinvesting into your marketing spend 
if you want to grow. Um, so if you come to me, it's, it's like the, uh, I always call it the, um, you know, if you want a BMW on a, uh, the Toyota budget, right. Um, that, that doesn't work, right. You have to spend money against your marketing to capture market share and make money. So, um, it's not that you have to have the biggest budget in the world. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's, you have to have a commitment to spend a portion of your revenue and profits ultimately towards growing your company. And if you can't commit to that, then we might not be the best agency for someone. You know, it's good. And I'm glad you yeah. shared that because it's important because uh, I don't want you to get bombarded with a bunch of people that say, well, <laughs> I, 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 I have no budget to spend. It's like, well, then you're not going to, we're not going to work because right. you're asking us to do something without getting paid. And we still have to pay those organizations to place an ad on that. Right. They don't, right. they don't they don't do it for free. Yeah. So it's, it, it's a, and I know a lot of people there, you know, they, they have a mindset around it. And I tell people, change your mindset. It's like invest, continue investing in your business so it grows and grows and grows. You'll get your ROI out of it a lot sooner than oh, yeah. you think if you do the work right and you have a product or service that's going to serve people and make their lives better. You do that, once people find out about you, then everything's going to take care of itself. But yeah, yep. there's steps in it. And yeah, the, the get rich quick, you know, yeah, that is so, so rare that it, it you know, yeah. sometimes it happens. But even then they say, wow, you just launched and it did this. Yeah, but how long have you been working on that behind the scenes? Oh, I started exactly. when I was 17 and now I'm 34. Yeah, that wasn't instant. That took, that took some time. Right. So. Right. Well, that's that's spot on advice. So, anything else you th you think organizations should be looking for? I mean, we it's hard to predict the future, but you know, yeah. we've talked about it a couple of times. But what are some trends that you're seeing uh, right now? And I know you, you you said that you know the, the economy is actually looking a lot better than what the media is telling us. Uh, but yeah. what are some other things that uh, you see on the horizon over the next maybe year or two? Uh, I don't like saying five years, but who knows? Uh, but you know, you know, in the next year, even sometimes it's like, uh, but yeah, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on that. Sure. Well, you know, I, I talk to a lot of our clients and we have a lot of clients also in that financial services industry. Um, and I, I think a lot of people continue to use the word recession and kind of guess as to when that's happening, what's going on. Some people will tell you it's happening right now. Um, and then some people will tell you it, it's going to happen in six months, right? So I think the one thing you can do is make sure to dive deep into your audience and understand what they value. Um, out of your product. Uh, the one thing we see most often when we engage with customers is that they have um, maybe an understanding of their audience and they get a deeper dive in that with us and our customer insights report that we provide to them. But it's all about your messaging and your creative after that. So that's something that my company specializes in. We take that data and then we put that into the creative, the messaging, the branding that's going out to the world. Um, for example, if you know that your customers um, value trust and accountability, um, and they want value, not a discount, but they want value, um, then that's got to be in your messaging. And if you're missing that, if you're just leading with coupons and discounts and buy three, get one free, and your customers are telling you, no, I want value. I want this to last me a long time. And I actually correlate that coupon um, with uh, uh, basically taking away value, right? Then you're actually working against yourself. So making sure that, you know, whether you've researched your customers or not, you know, engaged with someone, you know, like us or not, that ultimately your messaging and your creative is aligned with what that data tells you. 
not what your opinion is of your own product. We see that a lot. You know, business owners obviously are very passionate about what they do and they project that onto their creative messaging, branding. Nobody cares what you like. They want to know, you want to know what your customers like because that's who's buying your product. Absolutely. And it reminds me of what Michael Hyatt said. Now, this goes back when he was still CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishing, but he was launching his own brand too. And this was back in 08, 09, right when the Great Recession was happening. And he basically said, and this is a mindset thing, and this won't shock you, um, you know, he basically said, I'm not participating in the recession. I'm going to go about and run my business and grow it and do the things that I need to do in order for it to be successful. And uh, that was years ago. And I, that just clear as day, remember reading that in one of his blog posts. And I'm like, that's spot on. We can easily say, oh, it's the recession, shrink down, diminish ourselves, reduce what we offer to clients, minimizing the impact that we're having on our community and our society. Or we can be bold and say, I'm not participating in this. I will navigate through whatever I need to do in order to be successful and serve the clients that I need to serve in the best way that I can. If we have that approach and that positive mindset, it's not being delusional. It's just like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do whatever we need to do to grow, get the information that we need in order to make the best decisions that we can do at that time. More often than not, you're going to be fine and you're going to be better than fine. You're going to grow your business in times where things are declining. And I, I don't like playing the victim on anything like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I am. Right. Yes. I, I'm not trying to diminish what's going on. I'm not trying to diminish the, you know, the struggles that a lot of people are going through right now, but I'm going to do everything I can to not to participate in that and do whatever I can to help and grow what I do and help and serve others because by then we'll pull all of us out of whatever we're in together so it's it's a good mindset to have absolutely we uh, in fact just had Michael on the undefeated marketing podcast uh, just a couple of weeks ago and nothing has changed I mean he used the word opportunity mindset and that's really what this is right it's a challenge that you as an entrepreneur or business owner or manager have to overcome um, and you have to tackle it head on and um, you have to be targeted and careful but you, you can't just go dark that's not gonna work you know nobody ever won by uh, going and hiding in the corner. <laughs> Nope. And and sailors don't become good sailors with the waters being smooth. They got to be choppy. That's where growth happens. Yep. So, Brandon, love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you're doing? Yeah, it's been great, Michael. Uh, we uh, winbigmedia.com is the best place to go and learn about what we do and how we can help you. Um, I'm also happy to vet any questions at Brandon at winbigmedia.com as well. Would love to hear from anyone. Awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So thank you for this time today and for all this amazing work you're doing. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.